hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Mike Young. Sitting here with Stock Tip Dave, another episode of Stories That Need to Be Told. Dave picked me up 11 minutes ago and we're driving to the podcast. No, we're not. We're driving to the editing studio. Today is day one of my time in the editing studio for Single Mike. Kevin Connolly's been in this studio for a week editing with Joe the editor. Yesterday, they sent me a, an assembly of the show. Dave, yeah, let's shut that. They sent me an assembly of the show yesterday. Last night, I sat in front of the computer for an hour and a half and wrote my notes. I sent my notes into Joe, the editor, last night so he can get started on this morning. The editing process is a very interesting process. I'm not great in an editing, editing room. I've never been great in an editing room. I don't really speak the language. I get a little frustrated. I'm not great at making up my mind and determining which takes are the best. But what I did do because this is the most important show I've ever attempted, is I went into the dailies, I looked at every single piece of footage that we shot, everything. And on these new editing programs, when you're watching your dailies, you can comment in areas that are your favorites. So I marked all my favorites. So Joe, the editor, if he's looking in there and I say, yo, find a better take, he can go to that section and look at my comments and find my favorite take and just put it in. So it saves you time and it saves you money. So we're on our way to the editing room. I looked at the assembly last night. There's a lot of great stuff in there, man. It's it's hard to look at your own work. It's just hard. It's nauseating because you care so much and you're so attached to it. But stepping back as much as I could, I'm really happy with what I saw. The performances by Chelsea Kane, Jessica Van, Abby Cobb, Marlon Young, Stevie Gutman, uh, everybody, every actor, Gina Hecht, my brother Rob, plays himself, did great. He did three takes and two of them were great. What was it like watching yourself on TV? Nauseating. I don't like watching myself on camera. I don't like watching myself on TV. I just don't like, I mean, I don't know. I, I like myself. Yeah. I like me. I've actually heard that where actors love acting, but they hate watching themselves on the TV screen. Yeah, because you're just picking yourself apart. So what I try to go with is a simple step-back process, watch what, what we shot, we'll see what makes me laugh in my gut. Just like without thinking, like, aha, if I'm laughing, I mark it down. That's the take. You know what I mean? If I overanalyze, I start looking too much. You can't overanalyze these things, you know? Like, I was watching Insecure on HBO. I love that show. It's a, it, it's a nice template for what we're doing. I'm a white male, straight Issa Rae. Issa Rae is a black female navigating single life in Los Angeles in that show, and she's funny as shit. And you know you're dope when you got a dude going, damn, I want to be the black female. Uh, I want to be the white male Issa Rae. You know, she's just dope. So I was watching that show, and there's like you know jiggly camera handheld moves and there's you know two shots that they could have gone either way on and you know i overanalyze it i think middle america the rest of the country people want to sit back and be entertained 
just entertain. So my whole mantra here is entertain, man. Don't overthink everything. Kevin already did a great job with the shots and the, you know what I mean, and getting everything that we needed. And my camera guys already did an amazing job with their stylistic approach and, you know, nice sick camera moves, you know, that I didn't even know they were doing, you know? Like there's a move they do like a half moon slow half circle pan a tracking shot while I'm on the phone with my mom that just works great. It's emotional and they already they just, you know, they didn't have to tell me they were doing it. They were they just did it. And so everything is there, you know? There's a few consistent notes that I had that are going to be something I'll end up just having a conversation with Kevin and Gary about. Like some of the transition stuff um I didn't love. So I'm going to go in there today and just find a new way to do some real cool transitions. I don't love the choppy, shaky, quick, quick cut going into a next scene. I think, I think, and by the, by the way, kudos to Kevin and, and Joe, we didn't have anything to transition in. We did, we forgot to shoot our, a lot of our exterior shots. So on our half shoot day, we're going to shoot some exterior shots. We're going to shoot some drone shots of just real dope footage of Los Angeles and we're going to have our nice transitions pieced together. So, and then we're also going to shoot some alone time comedy for me. Um, that was another, another, another thing that we did not shoot enough of. And so the good news is watching this assembly, I now know what comedy bits I need to do when I'm alone. How was the vibe on set, Dave, while you were there? I, you know, I, I was too attached. Was it a nice, friendly, fun vibe? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole time, everybody's friendly. They were excited. They were helping everybody. I don't think the vibe changed until everybody wanted to go home the very last day, like the last hour. The last hour when I was struggling with the guitar. Yeah, I think that's when everybody was wanting to call it. The last day shooting the alone time stuff, Kevin wanted me to make up a song on the guitar. And when he said, yo, can you make up a song on the guitar? I made it up right there and it was awesome. He goes, great, remember that. I completely forgot it. I went in and we started shooting and I had nothing on guitar. I just had nothing. And it wasted about an hour and I looked over at our camera guys and they were just miserable. And I wanted to pull the plug and I should have just pulled the plug early and let them go, but I didn't. And what can you say? I messed that one up. In all in all, everybody was happy. They were fun to work with. They were very optimistic, having a great time. Like it was very, it was very fun atmosphere the whole time. I firmly believe in the phrase "the fish swims from the head," meaning whoever's at the top of your production or the top of your organization, whatever mood is going on with them, that's going to reflect the rest of the cast. So I gotta say, me and Kevin, we work well together, man. I think we work great together. I love. I mean, Kevin's my boy. You know what I mean? So if we fight, there's going to be a laugh and a smile in there. But we're not going to fight like a real director that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we, if we battle, it's, it's all good. You know, like you can see it in this one outtake that we had, you know, where I go, I got Kev, I got a great idea. And right away he goes, no, no, you don't. No, nope. I go, okay. No, I don't have a great idea. And it's just, it was a good relationship, man. But you got to stay positive in these things. And I think, obviously, it all starts on the page. You know what I mean? So, like, if I'm happy with what's been written, with what's on the page, 
then we can move forward in a positive way. If you start out with a script that's not flying and not working, you're already miserable going in. So the good news was I give Kevin and Gary the, you know, the script, you know, Gary Goldman, my executive producer, rock star. I gave them the script every week. They would give me notes and they'd be like, yo, we're almost there. We're almost there, you know? And it's so funny when you work with a friend because I've been friends with Kevin for 23, 24. I mean, fucking a long time, man. And I forget that he's been in this business for 35, 40, you know, literally. He's been working for 30 years. So it's like, I'm like, Kev, I don't even recognize you as a celebrity. I don't recognize you as a celebrity. I don't recognize you as a guy that's been on TV. I don't recognize you from TV. I recognize you from goal and from hanging out, you know? So you forget that he's done this a thousand times. And it's almost like I was so impressed, man. He was on autopilot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Weren't you impressed with Kevin? Oh, like, was, you never saw him gangster laser, like that. Laser focused. And actually, one of the people on set, they actually made a comment because he was working so hard and so into it. Someone actually said, I haven't seen Kevin blink once. <laughs> that might have been the Red Bull. Connolly didn't blink during the whole production. He's just so, la- yeah, no, he was laser focused. And what I love is he knew what he wanted to get out of the scene. Out of every scene, he already had it in his mind, so he just kept pushing till we got it and then moved on. By the way, I'm a director. I don't even feel like a director compared to Kevin right now. Like, I've directed two feature films, you know? And I just was thoroughly impressed with his style. You know, does he move at hyperspeed? Absolutely. Do I move at hyperspeed? I do not. But it was great, man. And, uh... You know, hopefully this end product, like you said, Dave, we did the right thing by shooting this independently. You know, why go around town and pitch your idea and get told no and then they control you and then you get the notes from them. Like, let's do, let me do what I thought I could do. Yeah, you have the creative control. Yeah, and I already know what this show is. It happens every day. You know what I mean? Single mic is mapped out. Like, we've got the rest of the season ready to go if and when it's time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on the show Bible while Joe edits. I'm going to get my Bible together. And we're going to take it out. How many episodes do you have planned for? I'm, I'm going to plan nine or ten out. Yeah. You know, there's going to be an episode where the girl I take out, her ex is like a hell's angel. You know what I mean? All the shit that has happened to me in my life. You know, all, all, the, all the shit that says being single, navigating single in L.A. is hell. You know? It's fun for you to watch, but it could get it could get single Mike killed. You know, I got girls flying in that want to have babies with me. I got a girl that wants to have a baby. She uh, she's like, here's my flight information. You know what I mean? The eggs are ready. I want all that stuff to be put to the screen because it's just funny. And most of my friends are married, and they don't have my this life. You know, they're either married or divorced, so they don't know single like I know it. You should do the skit we were talking about where you send someone playing me to pretend to be on a date where you're talking to me through the headphone piece. Yeah, I got to be your Cyrano de Bergerac. We got to get you, well, we got to get you a date anyway, Dave. <laughs> but we just got to get you. Send me out there with an head, the earphone and have like single mic talking in the background assisting me at the table. Yeah, we got to let, we got to get like the, what's that TV show with those guys that do pranks and they talk to their boy? Oh, they're practical jokers. We got to get practical jokers to get Stock Tip Dave a date. We'll put a microphone in your ear and get you to work. But 
Okay, we're not going too far. This is actually closer than my real work. <laughs> tomorrow, I'm back, yeah, tomorrow I'm back in the studio with Bob Saget. And we got our notes on, on the videos after dark show. We got our notes from ABC. Applying those notes later today into our current scripts for videos after dark. And then tomorrow at in the studio, in, in the office, Bob and I will sit in front of every episode. We have 14 episodes already written and go to work. And then Bob and I take off on a 15-city tour. So we don't leave for the whole time, but we got literally 15, 20 cities coming up. Oh, we got everything. We got San Jose. We got Denver. We got New York City. We got New Jersey. We got New Hampshire. We got Vermont. We got Indiana. We got West Palm Beach. We got um, San... Did I say San Jose? Yeah, we got Salt Lake City. We got Washington. We got Baltimore. We're going out, bro. So what's the city you're most looking forward to? Denver is the best comedy club, and this time I am going to ski. I always leave Denver early, and I never go skiing like I say I'm going to. I'm going to go ski in Denver. I'm not kidding. I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to enjoy myself. One of the things I read, you know, Connolly's reading this book called Mental Toughness. So I bought the book, and one of the things the book talks about is celebrate your wins. I don't celebrate my wins. I do a lot of things. I don't have a million wins, but I do have some wins. And I don't celebrate my wins. And I should have celebrated the fact that I got an investor to give me money for single mic because that's just like a studio giving you money. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it's a damn studio or an investor. I should have celebrated the investor because that's even better than a corporate investment. I don't ask you where your money comes from. I'm getting street money. You know what I mean? You want to give me a hundred thousand? I'm gonna make you a million. I'm gonna make this guy his money back, man, because he's been the best investor. He hasn't even asked me what's. He doesn't even ask me what's going on. I gotta contact him. I gotta make sure he's okay. But I just want to do a great job for my people. In my dream brain, everybody on that set and everybody involved is making a living for like a year. We're employing. You know what I mean? We're employing everybody for a year for that first season. You know what I mean? Like, so when you ask yourself, when you ask yourself, how can you help somebody or how can you help people? I can give, I could help give 80 people a job if this show's successful. So I have to be focused. I'll kill this thing. Why is this lady talking so loud? It's the GPS. This GPS has a big voice. I tried to turn the volume down. It, it failed. Take a slight right turn on to Oh, there we go. Dave, these are the things. These are the things. Hey, I turned the volume down. I didn't know there was a separate little thing for the navigation. No, you just didn't turn the volume down enough. No, I turned it turned down completely. See? Really? Yes, yeah, you look. It's at two. I think we're getting... How close are we? 2.1 miles. From the place? Yeah. Oh, we're very close. There's two volume controls. One for the, the GPS, one for the uh, radio. Okay. Anyway, last night popped up at the comedy <laughs> store, saw my old friend Joe Rogan, saw Joey Diaz. There's nobody funnier on planet Earth when he's telling a story than Joey Diaz. And damn, is he funny. I was just, cr- I mean, I walked into the middle of a story and Joey Diaz is just killing it. It's always something with him, man. We just, he's, he's a gift. Anyway, that's it. We're two miles away. Stock tip Dave, Mike Young, stories that need to be told. We're trying to stay consistent here. Enjoy the podcast. I'm sending it over to All Things Comedy. You can catch me and Bob Saget in San Jose, February. When the hell are we in San Jose? Oi. 
I don't go to bobsaget.com. I don't want to give the wrong date right now. Wow, look at that single mom. <laughs> single mom, single Mike. These are the ways of the single life. All right, we'll see you later. Peace. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back. Never had now. to worry about what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now. Once Check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down. No sound. time for fun down. now. Take me back uh, when I was a kid. Two. Never had to worry Take about what back. I Coming did. Coming back for you. But I'm a man now. Where the